Ahlan wa sahlan bikum ya jama'a, my name is Malik and I am joining you from UCL Arab and North African Society. We are bringing you the Salam wa Kalam podcast series in which we, as young Arabs and North Africans, have laid back conversations on topics such as culture, current affairs and life as an Arab student in the West. We also share our speaker event recordings in which we host academics and professionals and explore their journeys and stories. If you want to see the faces behind our podcasts, do check out our Instagram page. The link is in the description. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Welcome to Salam wa Kalam. Um, I'm Abdullah, um, and we're fortunate to be joined by Eamon, but I'll allow him to introduce himself. Assalamu alaikum, everyone. Um, I hope everyone's doing well. Um, for those of you don't, who don't know me, uh, I'm Eamon. Um, I was... Uh, Involved in Arab sort quite a lot um, during my time at uni. So last year I was the treasurer. Uh, year before that, you treasurer? Uh, no, no, this was second year. I was oh, I was publicity. Um, so yeah, I've uh, I've been very active in Arab sock, and now um, I've taken a break from my studies um, and I'm working in the UCL Student Union. And also, to address this for anyone that's like wondering, <laughs> um, it's basically football. It's not. It's not like it looks worse than it is. But I was in goal and I just fractured my wrist. Um, but yeah. So for today's episode, um, I thought we should discuss something that's been doing the rounds on social media. The context behind it is that there was a teacher in France who was speaking to his class about the freedom of like the issue of freedom of speech and as part of that like teaching session he showed the caricature of the prophet muhammad to his students and then that teacher was actually murdered by someone and actually let me stop here and ask you amen in situations like that, I feel like there's often an expectation for, for a lot of Muslims to like immediately come up and denounce these things or like condemn it. Um, and obviously, like, I think it goes without saying that it's disgusting and that we do condemn it. But, but what do you feel about the expectation that people have of us as Muslims to, to like call these things out? This is a really interesting one. Um, these events, unfortunately, they're not new. Um, you know, and of course, I must say, you know, I do condemn the, these kind of abhorrent acts. Um, but you know, sometimes I, I can't help but feeling a bit silly when I when I come forward and say that I don't stand for, you know, you know, civilians being beheaded in the streets. You know, it, that really should be very obvious. And you know, I feel us having to come forward and condemn these acts is is very patronising because it implies that Muslims, you know, have a disposition towards violence, which is which is completely untrue. Yeah. Um, I- you know, with these terrorist attacks that happen, um, of course they're minus, and you know they're, they're sickening. Um, but for you know, for the French establishment, for for, for Macron, for people on the far right, um, these events are very convenient because you know they fit into the narrative which they which they have um, that Muslims are terrorists. Um, they're backwards. They're incompatible with the West. Um, the religion needs reforming. Um, and, and so this gives you know ammunition. These kind of events, which are isolated, become they essentially become politicized um and then the cycle of you know disenfranchisement of muslims you know if, and you know not just muslims actually people of color in general that cycle just continues so macron like some you know, he's announced um a few new policies so he's closed mosques and muslim organizations he's criminalized certain muslim muslim organizations and so it's like you said the disenfranchisement um, of these communities, it just enacts a cycle. It, so it, that's when we get back to like the current news story, where like in solidarity 
um, with, I guess, the teacher that was killed, the President Macron of France allowed the portrayal of a caricature of the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, I think onto a building. Um, and it displayed him, obviously, in a, in a very like negative and disgusting light. One thing we see, actually, is the fallout of this vicious cycle when, when innocent people do get, do get harmed. And recently, um, there were these two women that um, I believe were stabbed in France, um, and the attacker yelled out, like, dirty Arabs before, before attacking them. Um, and situations like that like, goes to show that this kind of like vilifying of Muslims and, and the breeding of Islamophobia in France has severe consequences. The two women who were stabbed, and they were both of Algerian origin, um, and where they were stabbed was directly beneath the Eiffel Tower, um, which is, you know, as a side point, it's quite symbolic because the Eiffel, the Eiffel Tower um, is built using rocks which were mined from Algeria during colonialism. Um, you know, and this, mm. is, this, is a, this is a recurring theme, you know. So a few weeks ago was the anniversary for the... Um, for the Paris massacre uh, of 1961, um, where 200 or 250 Algerians, I can't remember the number, um, were killed by police, you know, by police brutality, um, and their bodies were thrown into the River Seine, uh, which, which is supposedly a very, like, a romantic location, a beautiful kind of tourist location um, that couples love to go to. Um, mm -hmm. You know, so this is clear that, the, you know, these events, you know, they have been happening for a long time, and they will continue to do so. You know, in the Paris massacre, in that in that in that example, um, it happened because of a protest. Um, Algerians were protesting against French colonization. It was during the Algerian War. Uh, police cracked down on them. Uh, you know, and it led to 250 Algerians washing up. You know, for days later, you know, you know, in one of these beautiful rivers in central Paris. Um, okay, so now let's move on to the response to this, um, and especially in like Muslim countries and, and among Muslims and Arabs and, and how they're dealing with this situation. Um, and one thing that I've seen a lot on social media is the call to boycott French brands. Um, do you think that's an effective strategy? Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Um, France, you know, you know, upholds, it defends, it, and it regularly exercises its freedom to insult, um, you know, as we've seen, you know, in the past few weeks and as we saw um, you know, with Charlie Hebdo uh, originally. Um, so, you know, at the same time, um, you know, I, I think people and, and, and countries for that matter, um, they, they have an equal right to, you know, economically uh, and diplomatically, you know, ret retaliate. It's absolutely their choice. Um, and in fact, the last I've heard, the boycott is working really well. Um, Macron has called for it to be taken down. And um, also what, like, what, Brands do the French really have like they don't really produce that much like, they, like yeah we're boycotting you but like you don't really have that much anyway like, what do you think the table like baby bill like, I, I can't think of anything I saw on Twitter someone was like I don't really rate these brands anyway it's calm this yeah, isn't honestly, like, boycott. Um, but yeah boycott um, France but yeah like I I think like the the like these brands that the individuals can boycott is one thing but also when you see um states and countries boycotting on on a much wider scale i think there was something i saw about turkey like Erdogan, like cancelling a defense deal that was like 1.5 billion dollars um again this is just something i came across so i haven't like read into it too deeply but but things like that i think do like kind of show that like you can't just mess like you can't just be openly islamophobic and and like be this way and expect no like response we're not just going to sit down and let you all call over us like you mentioned Erdogan pulling out of the trade deal um is the perfect manifestation of using soft power 
um, as opposed to hard power. Uh, it does, you know, to some degree feel like a turning point. This could be a flashpoint in history where we finally start to see, um, you know, Muslims banding together for a common cause. Um, and like I mentioned, you know, using soft power um, through diplomatic means, economic means, um, to enact change and to, uh, to, to work towards a better world. Um, but it's so, so, so important. And I can't stress this enough for us to recognize that we we each live in our own echo chambers. Um, so, you know, through our various networks, social media, um, friends, family, even, you know, the types of papers we read, the, the types of books that we pick up from the bookshop, um, these form our own uh, little bubbles. Ep epistemic bubbles is the technical word, but like it's an echo chambers where you hear the same thing again and again and again, you know, yeah. and it gives you the impression, it gives you the illusion rather um, that, that, you know, something is happening and like, exactly. Um, you know, when you take a step back and you, you know, how you really have a look at the world. Um, yeah, we've, you know, we, we've seen various countries come together um, to try and sort out this issue, this issue with France. But at the same time, Muslims in France are still being over-policed. Uh, they're still being disenfranchised. Yeah. Um, you know, we've seen huge social media campaigns for the oil crisis in uh, Western China. Um, it's, it's the idea that, yes, there's there's been like a response and a strong response, but we shouldn't get complacent because of this like echo chamber. And we, we should be able to like step back and realize that these issues are very real. They're going to carry on into the future and, and proper and long-term change needs to happen rather than like throwing it up on your social media and seeing it on a lot of your friends' social media and thinking that change is happening. Because I know I fall into that trap where you just try and like repost something and you like feel good, like feel like you're contributing to like the cause. And yes, that stuff is important to like spread awareness. But um, I guess what you mentioned about like the illusion um, of the echo chamber is really important um, and we shouldn't become complacent that these problems are being fixed. Okay, so... I just want to say thank you to Eamon for joining us. Um, it is Friday night. He's still at the office. Um, but it's been an interesting discussion and, and a very topical one. Um, and I just want to thank everyone else for, for tuning in. Um, feel free to like continue the discussion or the debate in the comments. Let us know what you think. Um, we want this to be like a platform where you guys can contribute your own thoughts. Um, but yeah, other than that, thank you for tuning in. And we'll see you next week on Salam Kalam. As-salam. Thank you.